Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another edition of My Property World. I'm Will Mallard and today I'm joined by the HMO Duchess, Maria Luisa. You're very welcome. Hi guys, it's good to be back. Now we're going to be talking about uh, HMOs, um, how, how to find them and, and what the ideal HMO looks like uh, for you at the other end and how do you get there. So uh, lots to talk about. Let's, let's kick off, um, and just as a bit of context for uh, people who haven't followed HMO Duchess on Instagram, which is a, it's a great source of tips, ideas, and processes about how to uh, get HMO property or, or, or home of multiple occupation uh, up, to, uh, up to speed and making money. So... Um, what, what's the ideal HMO actually look like um, in terms of uh, what, what is it doing? What does it look like? What, what's the model? So I think the most important thing we need to start with is the yield. And for us in the Southeast, anything below 15% gross yield is not worth it. It's too much money, it's too much risk, uh, it's too much hustle. Uh, you, where I am, it's also planning costs, HMO license costs, under 15%. The only thing I would maybe, maybe, kind in the fantasy imagine, I would go the lowest 12% if it's an absolute prime, as in it will huge capital growth. And there will be like a queue of people, you know, like prime line, sea views, only celebrities, neighbors. That's the only thing. But realistically, it's, it's hard to get. So it's 15% is minimum, which is also insanely hard to get anywhere in Southeast because the house price is so much. But nonetheless, 15% or it's not worth it. Okay, so number one point is, um, what, what are the numbers? Gross yield, so... Uh, if you're you're buying it for a hundred, the the net rent is fifteen thousand. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The net rent or the gross rent. The gross gross yield needs Gr to be. Gross yield. Okay. So, uh, with that criteria in mind, how how do you make it work? What what <laughs> is that? Is that uh, does it is that uh, four beds, six beds? What uh, what's your uh, ideal? The minimum will it will be five bed. I don't think it, um, where we are, five bed is the minimum. Uh, four rooms is basically all your costs, and five the fifth room will be your pure profit. 
If you are doing well, it probably will be room four and five. Uh, but just to be on the safe side, it needs to be a minimum of five. But on while we're at it, I actually think the best size is also five. Okay, interesting. Why is that? Because I, for HMO throughout the country, for the amenity standard, you need to have two kitchens for 10 people or one kitchen for five people, right? And they are not having it. If you just have one more room, i.e. you have six room, yeah, it's there. Well, my council in particular, they're not having it saying, oh, I'm just going to add an extra microwave or something. No, they want, if you have six people, they want two kitchens and uh, each one, it depends on the area, but roughly each kitchen needs to be between like seven and nine square meters. Now you're, you've got six properties now, which is a, a, a great effort um, from a, a zero start. Uh, you, you saved up for two years, you bought your first property, you lived in it uh, while you did it up and you bought another property uh, and suddenly you had two investment properties. You've now got six, three of them are HMOs. You're, yeah. You've been playing with the model quite a bit. And you're, you're someone that um, I, when I think of you, I think about uh, discipline and I think about um, old school and uh, not, not necessarily looking for the easy way, but what is the right way? What, what's the right way to uh, get to those five rooms? So you're, you're not talking about buying a, a turnkey, ready to go, already cash flowing HMO. You, you typically buy something uh, that you turn into a five bed HMO. What, what are you looking for? Um, so just to mention briefly, the turnkey 15% does not exist uh, at all. It might exist somewhere, maybe, I don't know, in Scotland or somewhere, somewhere very, very cheap. But I, ha I personally haven't seen anywhere for sale 15%. 15% you're only going to get if you're literally on your knees scrubbing walls. And, so you know, you're going to you're going to do something. You're going to create the uplift. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and your uh, your end uh, income uh, is going to be generated from having five rooms. What are you looking for in a property uh, at purchase stage? So before we look at it, it needs to be a good floor plans because we need meters. We need, um, you need to look at your council. Every council's got a meter standard. It's a PDF a document downloaded. I literally downloaded, I have it on my Dropbox. I look at it from time to time. Uh, just to make sure we are on it. So this is a rule number one. You need to check your meters before you looking into any um, purchasing. Square footage uh, to uh, yeah. the old uh, yeah, older generation of, uh, of Britons. Yeah, <laughs> you need to um, you need to have X amount of rooms. You need to have X amount of bathrooms. You need to have X amount of kitchens. So what I do, the minimum amount of bathrooms you need for five bedroom is two. Uh, the probably ideal number is three. I don't do usually en suites because I do not believe they bring any particular value. If it, if the good design, if they're designed well, if you do the four properly, uh, ratio one to two and a half, one to two rooms is amazing. You know, as in one bathroom to two people. Um, but it can stretch up to a one against three easily. It it does work. It works very well. 
Um, so that's second thing. Then what you really need to do, you will have to bind the most, not necessarily derelict, but as dated as possible house because you will be ripping out everything. So to bind something, a house that is sort of okay, or even maybe good condition, you're paying for something you don't need. You will not use their bathrooms, you will not use their pipes, you will not use their radiators, because when I buy something, I do everything new. Because so even you're if, talking about a, a good street bad house. Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, back to the basics. Yeah, very good. In terms of yeah. location within a location, so you've got a, uh, a target area. What, what are you actually yeah. looking for as far as street locations? What um, I have two main criteria. It needs to be uh, no more than 10 minutes to the town centre. And when minutes. you say 10 minutes, are you talking walk. walking? Walk, sorry, yeah. Okay, so uh, what, what, what's that? Uh, half a mile roughly? Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be ideally you probably have sort of like the main you know you have like the main high street you might have some other high streets not like a high street but like sort of like a high street maybe at the other end of town maybe you will be somewhere in between but 10 minutes is the ideal location so is there's ideal. amenities uh, that are easily accessible um, it's walking distance for employment if, if someone's working in the area yeah and you don't need parking then Parking is a big thing for planning. And if it's within 10 minutes, you don't need to provide any parking. It's good if you have it, but technically you don't need parking. So you don't have to worry about it. And to be honest, most of my tenants, uh, they don't even have parking. There's, I have a seven bed HMO and not one has a car, not one. Mm -hmm. And, and we're, uh, that, that was the first criteria, handy to high street. What, what's, yeah. what's the second? Um, the second criteria will be obviously the meters, which we talked about, uh, the size of the house. Idea, it will need to be three-story. Um, I can't see how you're going to fit, well, where I am. The two-story houses, they're more expensive than three-story houses because people tend to, you know, like only having one set of stairs. Plus the layout of rooms. It's good to have just two rooms, as in two bedrooms on one floor. It's not very noisy. It's not a very busy footfall so it's perfect if you have a house something like a tower so you have like two rooms on each floor it's perfect and in terms of um what are you uh so having sufficient floor space uh so you, you can actually have uh, at least two if not three bathrooms a decent sized kitchen and, and five, living five bedrooms yeah. Five bedrooms. Uh, we need to have kitchen and I need to have living room. We're talking, um, I'm talking from the from the um, point of view of someone who works in Article 4. If you don't have an Article 4, I think the, the criteria are a lot easier. But let's just talk about the hardest way and then, you know, you can kind of back, work backwards. Okay. So what, what do you, um, what do you, uh, at what point do you start factoring your uh, build costs into your your assessment so before you put an offer in uh, how yep. detailed have you gone as far as it's going to cost us twenty five thousand to do this uh, so i have um obviously an excel spreadsheet many of them and <laughs> one of them 
is uh, basically like a like a typical calculation. I have like a five bit, six bit, seven bit, eight bit, nine bit, ten bit. You know, already kind of made. And whenever I view a property, I just change a couple of um, details, and it just says at the bottom of it. But very briefly, I can talk to what it says at the top. You basically say how many rooms, all the legal cost, purchase price. Then I do a very rough calculation, as in like bathrooms, electrics, skimming, um, timber, timber work, blah blah blah. And then total, and then I will have a cell that will say total yield, and then total available budget, and then I work with that. Okay, and you've built that up over the course of the last several years. Um, yeah. How comfortable are you that it's, that it's going to end up being what you're budgeting? Well, I, you obviously always need to over budget, um, you know, over budget and under budget and contingency. Because most of the houses, I don't know, maybe it's my houses, but you know, most of the the majority of English stock is built before 1900s. So more likely than not, the walls that you're buying will be bricks with some lime, then uh, some lime plaster, then skimmed over. It is more likely than not that you will have it, which means by the time you start ripping out all cables, all these walls are coming down. There's just there's just dust. They've been patched over and over and over. So I originally didn't. Once I bought a house, we didn't need doing. Um, so we just it was actually fine uh, by some miracle. But most other houses, yeah, it was just complete dust. So it takes a lot of money. To just do up those walls and we're talking about dead spaces like hallway you know mm, ideally maybe buy a house with not a big hallway because hallway is not a rentable space it's just a money pit it's nice to have it but the smallest hallway you can have the better because one of my houses got a huge double hallway and it's a lot of money spent on it that doesn't really do anything so one of the features uh that um, has really stood out to me. What, what's your occupancy levels uh, for your your properties? I don't have a one as hundred percent. I never had a day of void since I started. Wow, that's that's amazing. So from when the property's been finished uh, and ready to let, it's been full. It's been full, and you someone six properties, out. three HMOs, uh, yeah. and. Uh, three or, or, or two two buy to lets how many room yeah. spaces are you you letting all together uh room spaces all together um so i've got 10 12 um 17 20 22 so 22 rooms um how uh what what that's across you, like all you let the first room sorry say it again what date did you let the first room uh, 2000 and are we talking just um, do you want to do a when did you start becoming a landlord? Oh, when did I start? I started 2016 is when we started okay so we're now 2021 five years down the track you haven't had a, a single void in that time now there's a Not secret in, in here and no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to share it <laughs> and it involves uh, the uh, what you're producing for who? What, what is the secret? <laughs> well, the secret is uh, being a very good responsive landlord. I never respond uh, later than two hours to anyone. 
uh, to any of my tenants. That's number one. Number two, having a very, very good product. Um, I can easily say in my particular area, what I offer is the best. Um, nobody has better product than I do. Um, and number three, you need to choose, really choose your tenants. Okay, particularly in HMOs, um, I, I think getting that mix must be one of the, the big challenges. But what, you're, what you, you've also done, and, and anyone who is interested in, in seeing um, what we're talking about, head over to HMO Duchess for uh, an idea around the, the quality of, uh, of products. So, so what the, the property actually looks like. What are you, you aiming for? Because you seem relentlessly focused on keeping costs down and doing things quickly, yet you're still able to uh, turn out this great quality specification. What, 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 what are you actually aiming for specification-wise? So in terms of my action theory design, it's all done on the budget. Um, I have a relatively strict idea of how much I spend on wallpaper, on tiles, on floors, uh, on paint, uh, but I just do it in a, well, I guess, smart way. I, um, I don't think it actually costs, if you do a very typical, instead of magnolia, like gray walls, gray carpet, or you do what I do, maybe cost five percent more maybe total but no more than that it's not it's not expensive to do it just take it's expensive in terms of planning your time like your time it's a lot of hours we're talking weeks of time of finding stuff of planning it of trialing it but actual stuff it's not expensive right right so uh you you invest the time to save the money basically yes there is a lot of shopping around, a lot of calling. It is a very full-on, yeah, it's a very full-on job trying to find, uh, you know, like the carpet I use is 50% um, wool and 50% uh, polyester, which I find is the best uh, ratio. And it is done by my amazing carpet fitter, which is actually the fifth carpet fitter I tried, which I liked. And I only use him now, but you know, four frogs before that. And it only, he does it for me at, it's 13.99 per square meter. And it looks amazing. It looks like 28 pounds per square meter. So it is there, you just need to find it. Wow. So, so down to uh, each of the sub-trades, each of the specific products um, and uh, mapping that out. So in terms of like what, what I was meaning is uh, what are you looking to create as far as the design? Um, well, what I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make it as timeless but as stylish as I possibly can, while making the bedrooms as comfy, but easy maintenance at the same time. And with the bathrooms, the same thing. Timeless is number one. Um, number two will be that it's very stylish. Number three, it's easy maintenance. And number four, it needs to be on budget. So yeah, I don't want much. Yeah, I, 
I, I don't even know what timeless means, uh, but it looks really good. <laughs> well, timeless means that um, five years from now on, it's not going to look tacky. You won't be able to look at it five years from now on saying, oh, this is a bit 2005. Yeah, well, it's a, a fantastic thing that you're, you're doing. What, what, what do you... Um, what do you, so we've got this uh, scenario where you've got a end specification, you're, you're taking a, um, and are you, you're into adding floor space through uh, loft conversions or extensions, or is it, is it primarily well, uh, so within the existing four walls? If, if we do ideal case scenario, we're not doing any extensions. Uh, these houses do not come by. Let's just also say that these kind of deals and the houses that work as HMOs, they're not there every time. It takes me roughly three to four months to find something that may work. In, it's, it's very hard to come by. They're not everywhere. As in like you need price, you need size, you need location, uh, you need condition. All these things needs to come into one. Um, so it is, it, it takes full, it's a full-time job. Like I am on Rightmove or Zoopla every day. I check every day. I have notifications, everything that comes on the market every day. And I do it for weeks, for months, for years. Mm -hmm. so, so relentlessly uh, finding the right deal. Really? Yeah, it's every day. It, it, it's become a routine now. It's like some people check news. I check Rightmove. It's basically, um, you know, that that's how it is. And then um, ideal scenario, like the one I bought now is perfect as it is like the layout, it needs a little bit of like a twitch, but nothing too expensive. And the only reason it was possible because the person before me, somehow he did a triple extension at the back um, on a house that normally would never be, it will never be feasible. He did it because he was a builder and he fancied to have an ensuite on each floor but he spent a lot of money of gaining just 10 square meters on each floor, which is crazy if you think about it, how much it was. So normally I, I like I personally would never do it because it won't be worth it, it will be too expensive. Uh, but he did it because he wanted to and that's why it worked. It, like, it, it, was, it was good for me very much for his owner. Um, but these houses are ready to come by. But um, the other one of the other houses I had, it was like a tower, it's four story. And it was perfect layered as it is because you have, as I said, two rooms on each floor. So you have bedroom, 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 and you have all the communal space you need at the bottom. And you have like um, bathroom sandwich in between. Um, and so you don't need any extensions. Ideally, I try and stay away from extension because they're too expensive. They don't really, where I am, would necessarily add much value. Not even talking about the amount of stress you're going to have to go through to do it all. So maybe, maybe like once I had to create a new roof and sort of like a new wall, but it wasn't really a new extension. It's kind of improving on the existing extension. So if you can, try and avoid this like massive, you know, four by five extensions. I know lots of people do it, but where I am, I'm not sure it's worth it. Now, one of the one of the things that stand out about you, Maria, is that um, you you seem to focus really heavily on uh, doing things the right way. Um, people typically are looking for the easy way. What's your advice to them? 
Well, I'm afraid easy way is not very sustainable. We're in some, we're trying to create good product for good tenants and, you know, have a nice, comfortable life. You're not going to have any of that if you're trying to cut corners. And, and what, what have you got on at the moment? Your, um, what, what phase are you in at, at the expansion? Uh, for the portfolio, so we are just finishing, um, we're just starting, so I'm planning to finish by the beginning of summer, my five bed, and I will most likely buy another one this year, so my goal is to buy, I can probably comfortably buy two without having, you know, a mental breakdown, and my building team will be able to cover two a year, and just carry on really just see you know what the housing market's going to give me and and you're you're in a, a relatively tight geographic area yes it's yes yeah, southeast yeah yeah and and in terms of um what what are you uh what are you uh, expecting the the next sort of uh two or three years to hold for your own business so you're adding a, a couple of additional properties each year, which would take you up to 10 within a couple of years? Yeah. Um, I might go into some building abroad, um, just just some family-related stuff, um, if, if all things go well, um, because we've got some land in northern the UK that it might be worth developing. So that's something... Uh, to look forward to but in the meantime uh hmo is my preferred metal it, it works it works um well where i am there is a real demand for it because the the market you know they say that there's too many hmos well there are but not very good ones so you know there is always you can always come and improve any area of life any just pick anything it can always be improved well, some wonderful lessons uh, for anyone um, thinking about getting into the HMO market or indeed people who are in it now. So Maria Louisa, uh, the HMO Duchess, you're very welcome. I'm Will Mallard. This is my property world and looking forward to getting you on again soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.